Yo, what's up, freaks? Lunic here. So today, very special day. First of all, I want to thank you for tuning in. Like I said, it's a very special day. We have a co-contributor of my soul existence on the show today, my mom. All right, and this is the first time ever she has talked about her experience. Her experience getting that phone call saying, hey, your son's been injured. You need to get on a plane. We're going to have one waiting for you. Be ready in 48 hours. We talk a little bit about her experience in Bethesda watching her son, I guess, go through what he went through. Also, we talk a little bit about the, I guess, fighting the system a little bit on how we kind of sped up the process of me being discharged from the military. Also, we talk about the Marine Corps and the Army. We compare how the Marines are treated to how the Army was treated in the hospital. And it proves that the Marine Corps is such a brotherhood. I am so proud of the United States Marine. I do not regret one decision at all on this. All right. So, hope you guys enjoyed. This is part one of every time she comes to visit, we're going to try to pump out an episode. So, I hope you guys enjoy. Many more to come. If you have any questions, find it on social media, wherever you want to find me, Ben Lunak. Also, check check out the gym, wherever you want to find it, at ZV Strength. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Godspeed and faithful we shall remain. Later. Live. Oh, my gosh. So, how's Colorado treating you? I'm pretty good. Get up, get up oh, close sorry. and personal. Sorry, Ben. It's all good. No, drink. <laughs> How's Colorado treating you? Pretty good. Good? Yes. What's the uh, highlight so far? Um, just seeing my family. Yeah? I just like to hang out. Come from North Dakota, pretty cold. Not too bad. Yeah. Oof. About the same weather as Colorado. It is. Mm-hmm. Beautiful outside right now. How you doing, John? I'm good. How's the new baby? Loving it. Yeah? About seven days old. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it a little nervous having the second one, or do you notice a different, like, psh- just kind of brush it off since just the first another one. mouth to feed. I love it. I love it. We've been thinking about having a another one, but I go in moods where I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'm like, you outside your mind right now? No way. But it's, just have a beer or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just let it happen. Yeah. You know. Just let it happen. Deal with it later. Mm-hmm. So today is a very special episode. Today I've been trying to talk my mom into doing this because this is a story that we haven't told anybody. We haven't talked about it. We haven't done anything. We, have, we haven't talked to each other about it. No. To each other. No, we no. haven't. And we got civilian John who just got drugged into this. <laughs> and he has a look on his face like, oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I'm glad you get to be part of this. Yeah. All right. And you'll probably hear more civilian John in future episodes. <laughs> He's a civilian, obviously, but his dad was in the Marine Corps, so... So Semper Fi. Semper Fi. There we go. So I guess uh, let's go back to uh, the conversation in the house, because I tell a lot of people about that, on how like random it was, and they have no idea. Yeah. They, they yeah. kind of don't believe me in such a way. No, it's very true, because you had just broken your... Or actually broken your leg, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Gunny had called me and told me you needed to come home because your buddies had left. Mm-hmm. So you were on that leave. Yeah, I was on a 30-day leave, 30-month leave, and it was really, really hard for me to come home while my boys are over in Ramadi. And, uh, yeah, Gunny Perez is an amazing dude. I had no idea he called you till literally about 15 minutes ago. Exactly. We were just talking before this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a completely different story than what I had. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I mustered the money and sent my child home. Mm-hmm. So. so and then I come out of the bathroom on crutches, right? Yeah, and I remember to this day I was making dinner and you came out and you go, Mom, you know, you know, the worst thing that could really happen is I'll lose my leg. <laughs> Swear to goodness that is true. That's mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. So yeah. that carried me right through D.C. when, you know, when all this was going through because we did have that conversation mm-hmm. so he said no just let it you know let it happen and so we decided then that you know if something like that would happen that yeah mm-hmm. that you'd yeah it uh i don't know kind of i guess almost paved the way for it when it actually did happen exactly mm-hmm. remember lane and ramadi like looking at my leg and thinking like oh my <laughs> god it happened <laughs> so so that was insane and then uh, I wake up and get my leg cut off and then rolled back into ICU. And there you are. I remember that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. So, yeah. So I don't know what you uh, want me to start with here, but. Let's start with the call when Gunny Perez. Gunny, yeah. the late Gunny Perez and I, he, um, we, I guess we built our relationship because I broke my leg and he was in charge of the platoon of the Marines who were getting out. And every single day I would come into his office like, hey, you got to let me deploy. He's like, Lunik, you're on crutches. Get out of my face. I'm like, no, <laughs> you have to. And then we built up that relationship. And finally he was like, Lunik, you got your wish. You're leaving. November 20th, you better have your stuff ready. I like, roger that. And then uh, February 25th, I, uh, my truck was struck by a roadside bomb. And then where were you at the... I was on the farm. Mm-hmm. On Marlin's farm and Ben... Typical Ben did not have my cell phone number listed as an emergency contact for the Marine. It was just a home number. So the poor Marines are trying to get a hold of me for almost two days mm-hmm. to tell me that this was going down. Mm-hmm. So, so when I got home from the farm, Ben had told me he was going on this mission. I always expected some phone call or some sign when he got back home, and I never got it. Hmm. So that Sunday night, I was going through the, my answering machine, and oh my gosh, it was like the um, MC you know, the military or the Marine headquarters. Mm -hmm. So I called that number first to make sure that that's what it was. Got an answering machine, literally. And then I called the second one, and by Georgia was Gunny. And so, yeah, he told me uh, that you had been injured, and it was not good. And to gather my family, two members of my family, within 24 hours, we were going to fly out. Yeah, I can't imagine the... The almost guilty thought he felt because he didn't need to send me over. He knew I wanted to go over, so yeah. he pulled a couple strings to make it happen. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he actually apologized to me that night. Yeah. He said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but I'm the one who let him go. Mm-hmm. Should never let him go, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, guess, so. I guess flying over, flying into D.C., someone who's never left small town <laughs> North Dakota before in her life... What was going through your mind? Yep, she's never had. No, at all. I had never left. Seriously, mm-hmm. I was just you know small town, North Dakota. Well, I actually had been to Florida. I've been. I mean, I'm not that you know. Yeah. Like behind the ears, Two states. Anyway. That was before. <laughs> that was before I was born. Though. It was. <laughs> like years so, before. So she's kind of wild. You're yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I so get anyway. that. So anyway, I we had to make um, plans to just leave, and you go into like just a um, critical mode because mm-hmm. you can't really believe that it's happened. So while everyone, I called your dad and your sister to come over because I couldn't tell them over the phone. So we sat as a family and and uh, decided what to do, and everyone just went home and packed and 
had to find someone to take care of everything, you know, because we literally left in like 48 hours, but they were waiting for you to come home from Ramadi. You went from Ramadi to Germany. Mm -hmm. So I would get literally was waiting for a call from Germany that you were stabilized and they kind of coordinated it. So the families would come the same time their Marine did. Mm -hmm. So, um, they were waiting for that. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table and Marlon was there and, that's been stepfather and uh, writing down. I, I had actually talked to the surgeon of, I had no idea how bad it was. And I made this list as he was telling me that, you know, spleen, your liver lacerated. You had a gunshot wound from them pulling you out. You're under fire mm-hmm. in the arm. And yeah. I'll let you know yeah. right now when I was blown up and looking like I was fully conscious through the whole thing. I had no idea either, like mm-hmm. how serious it was. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just going to lose a leg. Oh, sure yeah. enough, it was a little more than that. Mm-hmm. That was the least of my problems. Yeah. So anyway, so none of Ben's family members <laughs> love to fly. <laughs> so we, we went out in the middle of so the much. night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just the thought of it. But anyway... So yeah, so we all went out to um, Washington D.C. and honestly, I I was you're in shock. You don't remember a whole lot, and mm-hmm. of course the um, media was there, which I your mom doesn't appreciate a whole lot. So mm-hmm. they picked up on that right away. So, but yeah, we flew out there, and uh, Marines took us into. Uh, I remember it. Um, they picked us up at the airport, and they took us literally right to Bethesda Hospital and um, made sure that you were all settled and taken care of in the ER. Mm-hmm. And they took us into this big conference room and they sat down and told us to be prepared for what we see. And so this long corridor all the way down, you're in the very last room. So literally seeing all these Marines mm-hmm. as we go and thinking, what on earth, you know? But yeah. So there you were and you looked really good. And as mom, you look at all the fingers and, well, he did at that time have all of his toes. <laughs> but he had this... He had this big cage around him because he had um, so many injuries, they couldn't close him right away. So uh, they had to leave him wide open. So he had a metal cage around him. But um, you did wake up, and you started crying. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I, we told her that you were safe and at home. And then you started crying, but they came right in immediately and put you back on. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so that was it. But the Marines were good to us. They set us up in a hotel right there in the Bethesda in a kind of a hotel just set up for families were they professional very Good. yeah very caring yeah. very professional yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess uh because <clears throat> you showed up on the 28th right mm-hmm. and then i didn't wake up until the 6th 7th yeah 7th. it was like over it was a couple of weeks i think ben what what was going on during that week during that week, um, we called them, we called them, you go into surgery for a wash. Mm-hmm. And what they would literally, literally do is take into surgery every other day for a wash and clean. What does that mean? Like, yeah. Get the debris out of your body. Mm-hmm. Because in Iraq, what we were told, um, the sand, it just embeds itself into all these wounds. Mm-hmm. So um, they could only close you up a little centimeters at a time. Your whole, you were just wide open from the sternum down, so... Gus just yeah. hanging out, man, <clears throat> just chilling. Literally, yeah, literally. So yeah, it it took a long time to heal Ben up, but we they had. I remember sitting outside the ER for three days. They would not tell me that you would make it. Mm-hmm. And then Ben's sister at that time was engaged too, so you know the big thing was to get him home for this wedding because I refused to let her cancel her wedding. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. will carry on. We're gonna make this through. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So anyway, but um, so yeah, I guess it. Uh, I lost my train of thought. No, what? Um, so... I haven't thought about this for a while, especially <laughs> looking at you. So it's kind of freaky. <laughs> But anyway, Ben would go in for wash and cleans and all this kind of stuff. And at one time through your wash and clean, um, one of your lungs collapsed. I remember that. That was not a good deal. But um, you go through so much and you sit outside that ER. And I just sat outside the ER and as, as a mom and just watched that heart rate. Because your heart rate would go up and then go down. But I spent three days out there in that stool mm-hmm. watching you in the, literally. Yeah. So With uh, friends and family back home, how are they? Yeah. Like, did they, were they pretty supportive knowing? We're very spiritual. So they went into prayer mode and I literally could feel it. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I could feel that sitting there outside that room because one of my friends, she didn't know what to do. She said, I just opened that uh, open. This is true. She opened the city directory and called every church that she could that day and asked them to pray for you. And so the same thing happened in, in Mayville, where mm-hmm. Marlon lives. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked for prayers, too. So, yeah. Yes. But, yeah, it was quite an experience. So, And then when I woke up and everything, and uh, woke up, and then I moved up to just, I was no longer in the ICU. I was stable enough to go up to... Third uh, floor, I think. Fifth floor. Fifth five floor. east. No, not five east. Yeah, five east. And um, all the nurses and stuff. And that's when the real, like, that's when I started really feeling some pain. Uh-huh. Like, I guess what was that like watching? Because the person going through the pain, it's definitely not as bad as the person that's watching it. Well, and yeah, especially your mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? But I was out there, well, your dad was there, you know, mm-hmm. up and on. But I was kind of out there alone. Yeah. You know what you I were. mean? Mm-hmm. So they put Ben on this air mattress. And I mean, I just sat there and we just cried together. I held his hand and he was in so much pain. He literally cried. Mm-hmm. So and I remember your airbed deflating one day, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was not a, it's funny, but it wasn't a bad thing. Right. It was right. a bad thing. Yeah. And then, um, the, what we talked about before that, um, Marine that, uh, he was a, what was um a general yeah no not a general oh major yeah major mac Mm -hmm. my ranks aren't good sorry but uh yeah it was major mac he would send the higher ups over to check on me because i wasn't quite sure what was going on and he heard through the grapevine ben wasn't going to make it they never expected him to survive so he would send (laughs) he would send the right wings like these higher ups over to kind of watch me to see if i was doing okay you know so he he was actually in fallujah at the time and he was um he was at uh headquarters of our unit which was first marines and he actually took the casualty that i was in and he saw lunic on there he's like no that can't be right because him and my father were were on city council together And that's when they found out, like, oh, man, this this is Lunac. Mm-hmm. And that, I guess, sparked up a whole whole new thing of support. Mm-hmm. We have the commandant come in on a regular and say hi to us and check on us and all that. And I remember you telling me a story in Bethesda where I was, I don't remember because I was so doped up on God knows what. And then no one could find me or no one you're just sitting in the room waiting for people to come in and lift me into my bed but no one would do it oh yeah that's the only bad experience i ever had there that was mm-hmm. later on after all the surgeries mm-hmm. but uh ben was sitting in his wheelchair he finally got to go and go on a computer so i wheeled him down to the kind of a common area where everyone could use the computers and he was passing out in his wheelchair and of course physical therapy left and nobody else could take him into his bed because of uh 
his injuries except physical therapy so mm-hmm. but that was kind of that was not a good thing and unfortunately some other person came up uh, higher up to see how I was doing and at that time I told him not very well <laughs> because I mean you were there passing out in a chair but he made things move very quickly yeah very quickly but get... otherwise they were Johnny on the spot with your help but you had many blood transfusions mm-hmm. yeah you had you know sitting there watching that that was scary for me to watch but the only really thing that I remember of Bethesda is uh them taking those f- stitches out or cleaning the wounds and I remember that girl was like fingering my gunshot wound with her thumb and that, that yeah, was, yeah, and they were telling they were telling me that oh he's not feeling anything. I said no, he's feeling <laughs> something. He's feeling something. But the families there, I mean, the Marines that are injured don't realize what an advocate the families are for these Marines that are in bed, you know, mm-hmm. that are injured because you have to be like I called mom. I went into Mama Bear mode. Mm-hmm. I mean, survival. Yeah, she was a beast. I she was. Took, I was. She I took had no be, mess. <laughs> but I, a little honey goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you get more bees with honey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. the only time I really got upset was when I, you know, there was nobody to put you back into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, we we thought Ben was looking so good, but he was just a hundred and twenty pound little measly. Yeah, yeah. two hundred pounds the day mm-hmm. I was hit, down to nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah, bag of bones. But he was actually scheduled to leave for you were scheduled to leave for um, Walter Reed, and um, some nurses did come to me and say, "Do not let him go to Walter Reed because there's they were watching blood counts and whatnot, and there's some uh, illness that you get from the sand. Mm-hmm. It's a bacteria that is more prevalent in their soil than ours. Mm-hmm. So that's he actually." It's my white blood cell count. Yeah, like, and so it actually affected that bacteria. Actually, did end up affecting you. You spiked a fever and all this, and you were like in Walter Reed for three more weeks. Bethesda. So that, oh, I'm sorry, Bethesda. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was I guess that almost a blessing in disguise because once we got to Walter Reed, I was like, I was. I was on my own, really yeah. bad in Walter Reed. It was not fun, but yeah. But in Bethesda, I mean, um, the families there, the Marines, um, we had our own family amongst families. Mm-hmm. So we had, you know, we all had the same thing in common. We saw people that were much worse than you, and we oh saw people God, that yeah. were much better mm-hmm. than you, but we just all kind of supported each other. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we had a puzzle room, and we did puzzles. I yeah. did not know I that. I wish I could journal, because at that time I tried to journal, and then my mind wouldn't let me just concentrate on writing. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd have these, uh, when you would be laying in bed, we'd have these uh, senators and and uh, congressmen, and you could tell really the politicians that wanted to see you and the ones that had to be there. Yeah, we yeah. had we had this one guy come and visit me. He was oh a congressman or something. Yes, and he, he was a congressman. Ben. No photo up. Yeah, no, dude. I was in such bad shape. It was when I just was fresh out of ICU, and then he saw me and like he couldn't stand looking at me because I was so beat up that he fainted, and he he got admitted <laughs> into the hospital. No, no, he didn't get admitted. <laughs> He, he fainted in your room, and he had to go in the empty bed around the curtain, and Ben throws his curtain open. What's going on over there? And here it is. It's, it was a, literally a congressman that had had um, totally fainted, and they blamed it on his diabetic little... He was, was a skinny little guy, too. He didn't yeah. have diabetes. You know? yeah. Just scarred. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he went to... yeah. 
And then there was another, um, like a senator's wife that came through and like put her hand on Ben's bed, and there was nothing there. Well, and that's because he didn't have a leg. <laughs> she to grab and your she, foot. <laughs> and she left quickly too, you yeah. know. But the guy's missing a foot. Yeah. yeah, it was not good. That's uh, what was that like? Like you said earlier, you're walking into ICU, seeing every single Marine go th- like at that. What was that like? Was that when you realized like the true cost of, I guess, war? And what war kind of, no, how, what this country's built on the almost? the whole process of, mm-hmm. I mean, when you get to, you see that in um, Bethesda, but when you get to Walter Reed, that's when the, the hard stuff comes out mm-hmm. in Walter Reed. Yeah. So working back to where you were, so... And then we get the Walter Reed. Erica's wedding was uh, July July seventh, and um, mm-hmm. I had to be there for it. And mm-hmm. our goal was to be one hundred percent like discharged th- uh, through the hospital, through the military. They thought I was just gonna get into Walter Reed in the beginning of July. They didn't think I would be one hundred percent discharged. So we were moving like bam, bam, bam. We didn't do anything. We went to a couple galas. We went to a couple dinners. But our main concentration, our main mission was to get me home by then. Well, every day when you were there, mm-hmm. he, Ben was yeah, begging his mom to get me out of here because every day was a reminder for him at that you mm-hmm. know, physical therapy of what you had gone through. Mm-hmm. So my job out there was just to get you home, and it was not easy. No. But I got you home. Let's talk about that a little bit. What was We're the... We're skipping to that? Okay. Yeah. How do you even start? Where did... I don't know. This. Uh, where do I even start? Well, when we finally did get to... Um, there's so much more in Bethesda that... Well, but, no, let's talk about that then. Let's let's hit Bethesda. Skipping what? What was? Yeah. Well, just the you know, there's so much that happened in Bethesda. I mean, I haven't actually talked to you about yeah. this for uh-uh. so long that that. Because uh, um, for me, Bethesda was waking up every day and eating French toast and yeah. then a chocolate milk. Yeah. That's literally every mm-hmm. single day. Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it it wasn't that pretty. Not mm-hmm. on mom's side anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But anyway, when they did finally release you, you would go to the ER. I would take you down to the ER after you're on five E, and we would go. On, do you remember that? I'd take you down to the ER in your um not the ER the ICU, um in your wheelchair and you'd check for your buddies every day. Yeah, remember those two Marines that came? Yeah. When I was just waking up still in ICU? Yeah. Neil and I forgot the other guy, but I still keep in contact with them. Yeah, they came and visited mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they got out before you, and they yeah. came back and visited you a couple of times. So. Because yeah. I watched them, their accident, <clears throat> I saw, like, mm-hmm. it all happened. Right. And yeah. it was uh, pretty, it was cool, but it was also very weird to meet people in the hospital that you saw get you know, annihilated, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was almost yep. comforting seeing them mm-hmm. that had worse injuries than I did. Mm-hmm. Like they, he was walking first, he showed up in his wheelchair in, um, ICU. Then when we went up to five East, he showed up, he was walking, he was bilateral above the knee amputee and he's walking. I was like, Oh man, you know, if he Hope. could, if he could do that, let's go, you know, get me out of this bed. Let's roll, you know? So that was pretty, pretty good. But I don't know. What was the most, I guess, uncomforting thing that you saw that you almost woke up and you were dreaded to go into Bethesda? To, like, what, what did you dread the most? Actually, I never really dreaded anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like uh, survival mode. <laughs> Seriously, as a family, it was survivor mode because your sister and I would 
pray to the good Lord every morning before we went to the hospital to give the doctors the strength, the knowledge to, you know, seriously, that's the only way that we made it through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I didn't really dread anything. It was just a mission to make you, mm-hmm. you know, after you, we found out that everything was going to be okay, yeah. you know, when you got to go to Walter Reed, then then everyone mm-hmm. else went home and it was your mama stuck there with you. Yeah, that was tough. It was tough. The Marines handed me, okay, somebody who had never left North Dakota and I'm driving D.C., they handed me car keys because I had to drive this young man yep. from Walter Reed to Bethesda every day for his treatment. Yeah, and she's... Or from Bethesda to Walter Reed, yeah, yeah for his treatment. And we used to listen to the Black Eyed Peas, yeah. man, to give his mom On courage. Repeat. I'm serious. Yeah. And <laughs> to she... give his mom courage to drive D.C. It's crazy traffic. A kid, yes, and a kid full of Coumadin and a gal who's never... They gave me a car and keys and said, you'll make it work. And, oh, yeah, I did make it work, so... Coumadin is a blood thinner because I had a blood, mm-hmm. co- blood clot in my neck. All the way down to mid-arm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. What was it like, Walter Reed? Remember when those physical therapists, my stump was so swollen, <laughs> and they tried to get my prosthetic leg on, and they're like, here, just stand up and just jump on it, you know, <laughs> to get it. Let's make it fit, all right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess seeing stuff like that and dealing with the higher-ups, because since you're a civilian, you get away with a lot of things saying to the higher ups. Yeah. And I remember, like, some, I remember sitting there watching you, and you started almost yelling at these higher ups. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go in well, that room over there. Well, you know? For one, back to that in the Bethesda, that was the first time you told me to not, when you couldn't get back into your bed, that no, mom, don't say that. But whatever. But anyway, and when Ben was at Walter Reed, like I said, my goal was just to get him home because he was uh, he was depressed. I hated it. Looking back he now, I could see it. how it would have been a good support group. But for me, I'm like, yeah. During then, I was like, no, dude, I got to get out of here. And s- some know? of these people who were there, and Walter Reed had been there for a year, mm. and I thought he's not going to stay here for a year. Mm-mm. No, but they it's called you the miracle. Yeah, he's kind of wedding. Mm-hmm. They called you the miracle kid because yeah. you, yeah, you were just. Yeah, no medical explanation you had, whatsoever. You had, you had literally so much going on, they never expected you to make it out. But, yeah, but so we did. Anyway. But yeah, so anyway, I keep every morning when I come across these uh, um, lieutenants or majors or whatever, I'd ask them when Ben can come home, and they pretty much kind of laughed at me. It wasn't fun. So anyway, so they gave me a list of whatever. I had to retire him medically in order for him to leave Walter Reed. So they gave me a huge laundry list of doctors, appointments, um, yeah. everything that I had to take them all over D.C. by myself in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and uh, get okayed by everything. And so once I did that, I had my little notebook. We were all set to go. I still have that notebook. Do you? Yeah. I have one, too, at home with yeah. all the little scribblings mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, went into uh, this big conference room. They had all of Ben's doctors there. They had a major there. They had the... Um, the person that organized all the Marines at Methesda there, and they had me set on the end of the table, and I think they're trying to uh, intimidate me. So anyway, I said, well, we did all this. Ben's ready to go home because I had to prove that North Dakota can take care of him, and he was well. You know, mm-hmm. you were healing. You were, you know, kind of making your way through, and they told me that he, they owned Ben. He's not leaving because we own him. Government property. Not really, and I said, I'm sorry, you borrowed him. And look at what you did to him. I told this guy, I did. I said no, it just. I said, yeah. I did. 
I said, look at what you did to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we made the ball roll. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was kind of funny because after that, I told, uh, I had told this um, Lance Corporal. I don't know my my. Was it the girl? Good. No, it was the guy. Shirt dark hair. Still remember who he is, but mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know so you. anyway, I said if you know, I'll call my congressman or senator, you know, whatever, and get him over here to help me. And they didn't believe me. And Ben was in that day at uh, um, getting his first prosthetic, and I was in the room waiting for him. And here, Governor Hoven walks in. He's he, our uh, state governor. He was our governor. He gives me a big hug. And after that, it was like he treated me like he knew me. I'd never met him before, mm-hmm. but he treated me like he knew me. Good and those guys, yeah, yeah, those guys opened up. Their eyes opened up, and Ben was home within a month or so. Yeah, they. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. I remember uh, they were like, "Hey," he was like, "What can we do for you?" He's like, "Can you?" Can you get my son home? And he just looks at the officer. He's like, yeah, can we start working on that? And the guy's like, yep, yep. What, what do we need, sir? And yeah, like, he did. Yes. He did. It was Advocate. perfect timing. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, it was perfect timing, I know. And then I went home for a month, and then I had to go back. And I was by myself then. And it was kind of like, oh, we have him now. You know, we he could just we could just brush him under. But we kept in contact with those politicians. And they helped us out tremendously. But then every day was like, hey, you're going to go home tomorrow. I'm like, sweet, you know. They're like, then tomorrow came, be like, sorry, not today. And then it was a repeat for, I was there for a month after that. And every single day was like that. And I remember I had the Sony Vio I just bought and I was literally getting, picking it up, getting it ready to throw it against the wall as hard as I could. And then my phone rang and it was my mom. And she was like, you're coming home. So when? She said, in about two days. I said, let's see it. And then, then I'm home, you know. Oh, what was, uh, after it was all said and done, what was it like, you know, because you were gone for three months from home, from work, from everything. Yeah. I just up and left. Mm -hmm. So I had somebody come and take care of the hosts and Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, uh, and I had a boss that fortunately saved my job for me for Mm -hmm. three and a half months. So yeah, it was a transition for us too, but I had absolutely no idea absolutely no idea as a parent what you were going through after you came home Mm -hmm. because I went through life as normal trying to you know yeah I was doing my thing Mm -hmm. I had no idea that you were struggling the way you were because you never said exactly because I internalized it I felt like no one would go no yeah I'm a marine what do I need that for I didn't I didn't know enough to ask either Mm -hmm. I just took for granted that you're doing okay Mm -hmm. so you know I had no idea what was going on after that, so... I guess um, out there... I guess Erica was out there, too. Did you guys have a good relationship, good support group for one another when, I guess, the first initial Bethesda trip? Yes. Oh, yeah. What was that like, having that extra... First of all, the Marines flew us out. They even flew my sister's boyfriend out there. Yeah, like, they did. They, they flew brand... Well, fiancé. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And they took care of us. Actually, the Marines took care of absolutely everything for me at home. They paid my rent. They paid my bills. They took care of everything. Put us up in the hotel. It was insane. Yeah, it Had was. No they were very good. Yeah, so... Then we meet... Uh, people that were in the army going through the same thing but they were almost had their hands tied behind their back through everything they had the big seat and chill for big steep you know what i mean for big cheat and steal there we go just about for everything and then uh marines would be like what do you need i said it's 3 a.m right i'm like i need a mcflurry man and they're like all right they went out and got me a freaking mcflurry you know yeah so i guess that's the the brotherhood the marine has and it was very comforting 
to see that, how much they cared about us and how much they took care of my family. And it just made me even more prouder to be a United States Marine. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this, when I first woke up, all right, General Hager, he's the commandant of the Marine Corps. I do not know what was going through my mind. It was literally, I just like woke up from my coma and I look over and I see General Hagee, like his poster with the sign thing. I'm like, tell my mom, said you better take that effing thing down. You know, I was so angry, but that was uh, you were you were very angry. We yeah. went through I we went through so much, but it's so hard to explain. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but like Ben, okay, like just one day randomly out of, off of physical therapy, you came home just or came back to your room just just broke down and bawled. Mm-hmm. Because they had another new man next to you that had just come in, and this is in Walter Reed, or this is in Bethesda, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you went through a lot of um, survivor guilt. Oh so, yeah, and that's when God has a plan for you. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Because I switched with Van. Yeah, I still struggle with that every once in a while. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? Yeah, God had a plan. There is a reason for everything. And seriously, so mm-hmm. he uh, but, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. The guy next to me, he was going through his leg. He had the same injury as me, leg injury. I don't know about his internal stuff, but he was trying to see. He's going through the leg salvage yes. program, and he yeah. would be gone for 12 hours under surgery. Yeah. He'd come back. His leg is the size of a freaking tree trunk, all right, and just the level of pain he was in. I remember him like, yeah, same thing me. I would be yelling in pain, but I graduated that, and now i somewhat functional. Mm-hmm. And seeing him go through that, I was like, that was hard. And I'm like, dude, hang in there, brother. You yeah. know? Cut it off. Exactly. And yeah. With, Cut that so, thing off. What's so bad is you had to lay there and listen to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it wasn't just your heel. I mean, you had to lay there and listen to that. Like I said, so, it's, a, yeah. it's a lot easier for the yeah. person going through the pain than it is for the, I guess, person that cares about them. Well, I, them, you know. yeah. well I, had to, I had to shave you. Do you remember me shaving? Yeah. I had to shave Ben. No. Shave what? That was an experience, yeah. <laughs> she shaved my chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? His everything? His body? His legs? No, I had to shave oh, him every face. morning. Okay. Yeah. yeah, get ready for the day. I was going through a depression. Dependent on He wanted his else. shades down all the time. Oh, that's when He still I, likes his shades. Yeah, well, mom didn't let him. Mm-mm. Mom didn't allow him. No. no. That's good, though. I'm glad he didn't. Flip those shades up. Get your skinny butt in yeah. there and call in the physical therapy to get his butt in the wheelchair and we take off. She'd never let me feel sorry for myself. You know, no. I'd be like, no, mother effort. You better get your skinny ass <laughs> up and get in that wheelchair said, and go to. Only, seriously, there's only two ways you can handle this. We can either sit here and cry and mope about what the heck's happened to us mm-hmm. or we can turn it around and mm-hmm. do something about it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we used to talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I remember, I don't know, the guy next to me, like, people would come in and they would make, they meant well, I'm sure, but they'd make these, like, posters of, like, get well soon, and it's, like, mangled Marines in hospital beds, like, giant posters of, like, pictures. Yeah. I'm like, get that down, man. I believe I can die. Exactly. (laughs) Like, what is that supposed to, that guy is in the same position I'm in right now. If not worse. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway. So, yeah. A lot of survivor guilt. We had to work through that before Mm -hmm. we got home. That and the drug thing. Because he was on so many pain meds. So, our goal, too. And the nurses told me not to do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. not to even encourage it. But, you know. So, Ben was off all of his pain meds before we ever went to uh, Walter Reed. A few weeks before. Yeah. He was was (laughs) off of them. 
I withdrawed right, a lot. Yeah. And I remember I would be up for days on end. And I don't know, half of that could have been scared, be- fear, because I was worried someone was going to come in. I've, I watched too many t- too much TV. Someone going to come into my room and freaking murder me, you know? <laughs> but I withdrawed and... Uh, after that, it was the first time ever I could snap. I remember coming back from physical rehab on crutches, like clear-minded, not dizzy, not yeah. feeling like death, and yeah. I felt good. I remember that the first time. I have a picture yeah. of that. Yeah. I was so skinny. Yellow mm. uh, hospital gown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were all cheering you on. We thought, you look so good. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> he looks so bad. He looks so bad. I lost oh, yeah. my military ID, but the day the, the day I was able to go in a wheelchair which was not long after icu they like brought me in to take a picture for a new military id and i was just looked like death i haven't had a haircut i haven't shaved in weeks and it was horrible i wish i still have that mm-hmm. but going from that to that i guess that's mm-hmm. pretty good yeah. um but then when we got to walter reed too that uh that was the first time that you were in the first day you're in Walter Reed full of the blood thinner or whatnot. They dropped you. Do you remember that? And yeah. hit your head. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped so him. They <laughs> literally dropped yeah. him and he fell and hit his head on a gurney. And yeah, that didn't go over very well at all. <laughs> Why were they carrying you? Like lifting him they to a new position? They were trying to teach him how to walk again. Ah, mm-hmm. just fresh out of the, fresh yeah. out of the hospital. Yes. They had yeah. me, they had a belt on really tight that you're supposed to, they're supposed to hold so they can steer me or do whatever they want. They let go. But they're like, ah, he's, you'll get it, man. You're a Marine. Mm. You're good. <laughs> Plop. Yep. Yeah. Blood clot my neck. Um, yeah. They were worried about that because they could have gone up into my brain, mm-hmm. you know, and if that would have happened, I would, yeah, I would have been 86. But, uh, no, it's, um. I'm sure they were learning too, you know what I mean? Because it was still fresh in the war. We we were there. Remember, we met the very first Marine that was submitted into Bethesda. Yeah. And the very first woman amputee yeah. was there too. So mm-hmm. it was very fresh. Actually, it was, uh, I think it was Condoleezza Rice that totally, mm-hmm. who was it that totally changed once the Iraqi war um, started? She to- totally changed the hospital because it was either a head injury or it was amputation. They were not even set up for that. Mm-mm. So Nancy Peloza, that's okay. who totally restructured the whole military hospital out mm-hmm. there. So they were really awesome, especially for the Marines. I mean, they really take everyone the under their wing. But the Army, see these families just totally struggle for everything that they needed. So it wasn't... It wasn't a whole lot of fun watching them. Their families were sent to, the bad ones were sent to Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Walter Reed yeah. to Bethesda. So. And uh, I remember, like, the first couple nights, I was on a scheduled, like, medication thing, still antibiotic and stuff, and there would be days where I wouldn't even get any of it. I, I'd have and, to go and look yeah. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, mm-hmm. it was crazy, man. Yeah. So the care wasn't exactly, mm-hmm. and there was rumor at that time, too, of closing it down. Mm-hmm. But their rehab facility was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. The staff there was awesome. Mm-hmm. A couple, uh, one of them was an amputee themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. They always had amputees from Vietnam or just amputees from a car accident come in and talk to us and make sure like hey no i -hmm. just got done hiking everest all right and i don't have a leg Mm -hmm. you know so you're gonna be just fine we call my injury a paper cut because it's a single below the knee i still have my knee you know Mm -hmm. 
compared to the other ones. But you know, your injury, everyone focuses on your leg, but your leg was the min- yeah. minor of your injuries. I, but it's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. I, That's why. I literally did not care that I lost the leg. You yeah. know, I did not care one bit. But anyway, speaking back, you know, going back to losing the leg, they wanted, gangrene was setting in, mm-hmm. and they told me that, uh, you know, I had to sign the papers to amputate and I said Ben needs I had read I did research out there already and and had read that if people who know before they go under they're going to have their leg amputated they have less phantom pain and Mm -hmm. everything like that so I just couldn't I knew what his decision would be but I would not sign that paper because Mm -hmm. and they said they gave him like two or three more days and it had to go no matter what and he woke up before that it was like the day before he had to go so yeah. yeah, but I, I told the surgeons. I said I already know because we've talked about it. Yeah, it's so weird. Worst thing that could happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I thought I was gonna wake up without it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I saw them. I why is it still? Yeah. Why haven't they cut it off yet? And I said, know? Ben, you're the one who has to make this. You say yes. I already mm-hmm. knew what I had to hear you say it. I just mm-hmm. couldn't do it unless it was life or limb, which I would have to do. But yeah, we hung on to it for a while, yeah. unfortunately. Because you you weren't looking very good. And so after the leg was taken off, you're much better. Mm -hmm. So he got his coloring back and... That was good. That was good. What, um, do you still, well, pretty traumatic to see your son go through that. Do you still struggle with it? Yes, I'm quite surprised that I'm maintaining right now. Yeah, I know, me too. I don't maintain. I'm yeah. yeah. I don't maintain because before we even went on, I was crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but yeah, so... But yeah, I still struggle with it every day because I, you know, we've just bonded. We've been through a lot, yeah. you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, it's hard to explain looking at you like this, what we went through. It's crazy, but, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If uh, you could say anything yeah. to, uh, I guess, a mom, a father, a girlfriend, a wife that just got that phone call saying, hey, 48 hours, have, you need to get on that plane. Pack it up and put your faith in your pocket because you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that got us through this was faith. Mm-hmm. Because I know when you were in the when you were enlisted, um, you went out like two weeks early. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, what can I do for him? And the only thing I did, I went out and got him a Bible, and I had his name quickly engraved on it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I had. To, that's all I And I told you that, too. That's all I can send you with. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all they would allow that's all yes. they would have allowed me to have because yeah. they took everything else once yeah. we got to boot camp. Yeah. Oh. But no, this is after you, yeah, that was before you went to boot camp. That was, yeah. And you still have the Bible with you too, I think. But yep, I still yeah, have it. So, yeah. It's beat up. Person just goes into a survivor mode. But yeah. Yeah. Just oh. pray a lot. And I remember that you too had, uh, had um, whenever you call home. You know, because at work, we had TVs in our ops. I worked for a dentist. We had TVs in our ops. And so when they said one Marine killed in Ramadi, well, it's not just a soldier. It's Mm -hmm. a Marine. So, you know, it could have been. Yes, exactly. So Ben said, Mom, just stop watching it because Mm. I watched that time when the police station had blown up. You yeah. had called me after that. It was the fourth deadliest day in Iraq, uh-huh. like in Iraq war history. It was mm-hmm. only 2005 at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, they're doing Iraqi army recruiting, and a suicide bomber went inside this old glass factory, blew himself up, and then he, everyone came outside, and there's hundreds, hundreds of people out there, and then another suicide bomber blew himself up, and uh, our squad was... The, the army was already there, when we got there, but uh, we were one of the first people, and it 
just lines of dead people. We call it the pool of guy. And uh, I remember my buddy um, was walking and he was uh, walking and then he like stepped on a leg. He looked down, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he realized that it was just a leg just chilling there, you know, and mm. she saw that on the news. I thought that was pretty, pretty crazy when that happened. And you had called me like the day after mm-hmm. you said, just stop watching the news. But yeah, I'd see that and I'd literally go into the restroom and cry for a while. <laughs> Seriously, I did. Or say a prayer. But they yeah. they would have, uh, they have to, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure they have to tell the family before they can announce, like, hey. Who it is. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So. Exactly. They would never put a name on this screen without mm-hmm. it. They would always say, like, one or two Marines or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Alrighty. So, yeah. So it was uh, quite the experience. Oh. Yeah. But, no, just a lot of faith. That's the only way. I saw so many, it affects so many families so strongly um, that uh, um, husbands and wives I mean, it's so much stress out there. It either makes you or breaks you, mm-hmm. you know, so, but, yeah. and even your dad and I had a pretty good, you know, we were um, divorced, mm-hmm. but I mean, we had a good thing going too, because we could talk about things. And so our family was pretty tight, even though we were divorced, but mm-hmm. some families not, it really p- tore them apart. Yeah. I can, I can imagine, yeah. you know, Yeah, oh. but only because I think of faith seriously so it does take you but we talk a lot about faith yeah. so love yeah. jesus man yeah love and then jesus when you guy. got hurt i'll tell you this and i've never told you this before and i'm not going to cry when i say this but i used to i remember laying on my bedroom floor and literally i would do this like every other day asking god to keep you safe and then when i got that phone call that you were injured i thought oh my god i didn't pray hard enough you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then after all this trauma and stuff, and you got back home, and I thought, yeah, I did pray hard enough. Yeah, you did. It didn't come out the way I wanted it. Mm-hmm. It never does. I know. Oh. But, you mm-hmm. know, at the time, you don't realize that. So, yeah. But I remember that, laying on my bedroom floor, just praying to God that you can come home safely. That was before anything even happened. But Sure enough, I did. Yeah. yeah. Was, was the stress of not knowing when I was in Ramadi, was that worse than seeing, actually being able to see what was going on in Bethesda through my health was oh, that definitely yeah so was, Iraq was harder than Bethesda it was harder because we know that you wrote on missions and I would just wait for a sign that you came back okay I mean on the news we watch it all the time oh on God. the news and they always show the worst stuff you mm-hmm. know so yeah but I think Christmas was the hardest too when you you know as a marine that you're not home for Christmas but but you know what you always think you're the only one struggling through this until you see all the other families it's amazing how it many people are. It is amazing how yeah. many families it affects. Yep. And then we were there when Adam passed away. We what, saw that. That was tough. What was so, that like? Well, Erica was actually, I wasn't in the hospital at that time, but Erica had gone through that. Our daughter, mm-hmm. Ben's sister. So Damn. yeah, that was pretty, but they pretty much knew that, you know, he wasn't going to make it. But yeah, so we saw a lot there. Yeah, no idea. I had no idea he made it back to Bethesda. I thought he was, because we were young for him, and he yeah, wasn't answering. he was the first room, first room that we had seen when oh. we went down that long hall of injured people. Shit. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> then I woke up the day after he passed away. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then his parents turned their support to our family. His parents and his uh, and his wife turned all of their prayers and support to, over to us, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. It was. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, but, yeah, our own little marine family now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Stick but, together. You betcha. All the marines do. Yeah. Unless you're a pogue, you gotta be a grunt. 
you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously. Oh, anything else you want to say? No. Right. I don't think so. We got to get Erica on here. I know. I didn't, yeah, I know. We'll get it. My sister. We got to get her on here. She yeah. has a whole different perspective. And then her, before we go real quick, Brandon, her, uh, her um, fiance or boyfriend at the time, they're now married. He came to Bethesda and I like woke up from a nap and he was going through my stuff. And I, I don't remember any of this, but Erica said I yeah. just chewed his ass for oh, going really? through my stuff. <laughs> and he's trying to like help me and stuff. Oh, well, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah. But yeah, Ben too, we were going to, when Marlon came out for a couple of days, oh, yeah. couldn't get Ben out of bed. He was in his, you know, he was depressed. Yeah. Well, he got out of bed. My mom made yeah, me. I made him. <laughs> yeah. That's we found out 2DC is not very uh, um, handicap accessible. We could no. only go to a few places. Mm -hmm. and, I remember going to the mall yeah. and going to the stores, and I'm in my wheelchair, and I'm like, yeah. this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Just get me out of here, man. Yeah. Oh. yeah, first time going out for a steak. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, can I have a beer? I, th I said, I think you burned it. Had yeah. a beer, chocolate milk, yeah. soda. Mm -hmm. Like I had all sorts of just random stuff. I'm like give me crab cakes. I want yeah. crab cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you go through in Iraq. You think like, oh, I'm gonna have this right when I get home, and then mine was. Uh, I didn't have the opportunity to have any, all the stuff I was thinking about eating until like later. So, I cashed in big time, big time. You earned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they say. Um, but anything else before we head out? No, I think that's it. All right. John, what's up? You're pretty quiet over there. I'm just listening, man. Yeah. I, I wasn't there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've, I've heard some of this stuff peripherally, but it's mm -hmm. interesting to hear it from your mom. So mm -hmm. Cool, man. Well, I want to thank you for coming. And, Mom, I want to thank you for reaching outside that comfort zone and actually getting it done. Getting a little nervous. Good yeah. job, Mom. Yeah, yeah, was it bad? Do you think it was bad as you thought? No, it wasn't bad, but, you know... I always think I should write because I can think of so many more things when I write things. That, well, this yeah. is part one of God knows how much. We just barely <laughs> like skid the surface. So stay tuned for more, um, I guess, mom editions <laughs> of the Bros and Five O's. Anything else, John, mom? No, no thanks for good? having me. All right. Yeah. We thanks, are out. Ben.